Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Hello and welcome along to this a brand new podcast, Graves on Gridiron, with myself, Richard Graves. Each week we shall take a look at the slated list of regular season games and from that list I shall look at three particular games and given that this season is the first season that the NFL is openly embracing gaming, we'll take a look at the lines set by the odds makers and we'll try and pick three games for you um, and advise you which way we think it will go. For those that follow me on social media via my Twitter handle RichardGraves1 or Instagram RDGMediaUK or indeed on my website www.rdgmedia.uk you'll have noticed that over the past three weeks we've been doing this in written form called Overcoming the Odds and from the nine games we've selected over those past three weeks we have gone eight of nine including a perfect three of three in each of the last two weeks Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves Without further ado then, we shall take a look at three games highlighted from this week's slate. That's week five in the NFL. And we will start with an NFC East clash that's going to take place in Dallas, Texas, when the 3-1 and one Dallas Cowboys take on the 1-3 and three New York Giants. A big week last week for the Giants, of course, because... They got their first win of the season under their belts in dramatic fashion in overtime on the road against the New Orleans Saints. On the other side of the coin, the Dallas Cowboys have been on something of a roll after narrowly losing in their season opener against the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've knocked off the Chargers and they've also won back-to-back home games as well in the last two weeks and uh, last week, of course, they took care handily of the Carolina Panthers, having previously beaten the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. On paper, you would think this wouldn't be much of a contest. The Dallas Cowboys much hyped with their offense, and certainly they are putting results both out there on the field and on the scoreboard. They have a top five ranked scoring offense. Their defense has come to play this season as well. Star cornerback Trayvon Diggs in his second year in the NFL, leading the league with five interceptions. He was named the NFC's Defensive Player of the Month for September. And so you would think on both sides of the ball, the Dallas Cowboys have the advantage here. The odds makers have set the line at seven points, the Dallas Cowboys, seven-point favourites going into this game. And when you look at what the New York Giants have done so far this season, having lost to the Atlanta Falcons, having lost to the Washington football team, um, and like I say, last week, finally getting that opening win of the season on the road at the New Orleans Saints, you would think this might be a one-sided clash. However... In the NFC East, as bad as that division has been over the last couple of years, quite often rivalry games tend to be close. And certainly when it comes to the New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys, I'd also suggest that in the second half of last week's win over the New Orleans Saints, there were just a few indicators um, that led me to believe the Giants might finally be figuring things out on offense. Align that with quarterback Daniel Jones as well, who's been a turnover machine 
um, to this point in his NFL career. Well, this season's been a little bit different. Just one fumble and one interception. He has looked after the ball much better for the New York Giants. He's shown an ability to make plays with his legs as well as with his arm. And there's just the hint that Saquon Barkley might be finding his legs as well coming back off that uh, serious injury he suffered that ended his season last time around. He scored and found his way to the end zone to wrap up the game in overtime last weekend. Um, I think the Giants are a better team than their 1-3 and record would suggest. You look at that defeat to the Atlanta Falcons. Well, they were set leading by seven points well into the fourth quarter in that game and then gave up 10 points, including a game-winning field goal as time expired. You look at the home tie they had against the Washington football team. They had that game won, literally. The game-winning field goal attempt for Washington missed. It was wide of the uprights, but somebody jumped offside for the New York Giants. It gave Washington a second bite of the cherry, a second bite which they took. I think I think there's a strong argument to say that far from being 1-3, and three, the New York Giants should have a 3-1 and one record. It should be the same as the Dallas Cowboys. And as well as they played offensively, I think the Cowboys' defense has improved as well. But I think a huge factor for them has been turnovers. They have, uh, I think it's a, a plus seven turnover differential this season. That's tied for the league's best alongside the Buffalo Bills. But we've also seen in all of their games against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the LA Chargers, the Eagles, and last week the Panthers, you can make big plays. Big plays, chunk plays are there to be had on this Cowboys defense. And if you look after the ball, you can score points on the Cowboys defense as well. Um, one final note I'd add to this. You look over the history books, and I think this is quite telling, going back to what I said right at the top of the show about NF NFC East rivalry games being tight affairs no matter the form. Just four times in the last 18 meetings between the Cowboys and the Giants has one of these two teams come out as winners by more than seven points. Remember, the line for this game is set at seven points. The Giants are seven-point underdogs going into Dallas. I think it'll be a one-score game again. I think these two teams know each other extraordinarily well. They play each other hard every time. I like Dallas to win it and go to 4-1, and one, make no mistake. But I also think it'll be a one-score game. Take the Giants at plus seven going into this game. Next up, we have the Cleveland Browns going to the red-hot LA Chargers. The Chargers who've gone into KC and knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers, who took to Monday Night Football just earlier this week and took care handily of the Las Vegas Raiders. Finally, this is an organisation which seems to have figured things out. There's a very different feel about the LA Chargers this season, and it's no mistake that that coincides, of course, with Justin Herbert now really settling in to his role as quarterback of this franchise. He had an incredibly impressive rookie season. He's picked up where he left off um, at the end of last season with the way he's played through the first four games. This time around, touch wood for everybody involved in the Chargers. They seem to be staying relatively healthy this time around, which isn't something that can have been said too many times over the last few years. Um, the Chargers, quite rightly now, are, are earning reviews and the league is sitting up and taking notice. They're in a three-way tie at the top of their division with a 3-1 and one record. The only defeat 
they've suffered was that narrow one at home to the Dallas Cowboys. And again, but for errors in the red zone, that's a game they could and perhaps should have won. So I can understand um, why there's such a buzz around this organization. The odds makers aren't so sure about this game with Cleveland coming into town. They're basically saying it's a coin flip game. They've got the Chargers as one point favorites. Uh, and I think they've got this wrong. I shall tell you why. Because the Cleveland Browns do one thing better than anybody else in the league. What's that? Well, they run the ball. They are the number one ranked rushing team in the NFL. They've already racked up over 700 yards of offense on the ground alone through the first four games this season. They've got that one-two punch in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. Baker Mayfield is able to make plays from the quarterback position with his legs as well if needs be, and we all know what he can do um, throwing the ball through the air. And the reason this is such a key factor going into this clash, for me at least, is that for all of the good things that the LA Chargers do, the one thing they do as badly as anybody in the league, quite frankly, is defend against the run. They're giving up an average of 139.5 yards a game on the ground. There's only three other teams in the whole of the NFL through four weeks that have been worse at defending the run than the LA Chargers. And if you're a road team, as the Cleveland Browns are going into this game, what are the keys to success? It's controlling time of possession. It's being able to keep your opposing offense off the field. And how best do you do that? By running the ball, by breaking the will of um, the opposition's defense. And this Cleveland Browns team, for me, uh, are made to do exactly that. And we saw no better example of it than just last weekend when they went into Minnesota and they broke the will of the Minnesota Vikings by running the ball well on the ground. They're able to make plays through the air as and when they need to as well. And so I'm a little bit surprised, to be honest, that the odds makers have, albeit in a slender one-point fashion, put the LA Chargers as favourites for this game because I like what the Cleveland Browns are doing offensively. I think they're made to play on the road. And when you align that as well with what they're able to do on defence, this um, front seven that's led by pass rusher Miles Garrett. Uh, it, it all shapes up, to me at least, for the Cleveland Browns to notch up yet another win. So not only do I think they cover this one-point spread at the weekend, I think they go into LA and they beat the Chargers at SoFi Stadium as well. Take the Cleveland Browns at plus one going into this game. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, the final game of the three we've picked out this weekend sees the New Orleans Saints traveling to the Washington football team. It might not be necessarily the sexiest game on paper, but what caught my eye was the over-under line set for total points in this game at 44.5 points for the game. Look, the New Orleans Saints aren't the team that they once were. I think through four weeks now, they're discovering that life after Drew Brees is turning out to be pretty tough. You know, week one on a neutral venue effectively was what it was when they um, couldn't play down there in New Orleans. So the game was moved to Jacksonville and they took care of business handily against the Green Bay Packers. Everyone looked at it and said, wow, they've taken care of the Packers by more than 30 points. Jameis Winston has looked superb. 
this is, you know, the, Sean Payton's doing his thing. Well, since then, it's been a slightly different story. It was a struggle up in Foxborough to beat the New England Patriots. They lost to the Carolina Panthers in week two. And then last weekend, maybe the shock of the weekend, when the New York Giants, winless New York Giants, go into New Orleans and they come back from a double-digit deficit at one point in that game, I think in the fourth quarter, to win in overtime. That should be enough to make everybody in the Saints organization sit up and take notice. However, they're facing a Washington football team this weekend who, going into the season, everybody had already hung the moniker on them that they had one of the best defensive units in football. It's turned out not to be the case. That front four, yeah, that it may well be one of the best defensive lines in football. At the linebacker position, though, they've struggled. And we saw that last weekend when, although they won and beat the Atlanta Falcons, they struggled mightily for much of that game, with Cordero Patterson particularly enjoying um, himself for, for the Falcons, scoring three touchdowns. And the, the secondary and linebackers just couldn't, they couldn't keep up with Cordero Patterson. And so if you are an offensive unit that has somebody like Alvin Kamara that's able to come out of the backfield, catch the ball, make plays, you look at that game and you like your chance, chances on what you can do in that instance. So for that reason, I think the Saints will score points um, this weekend. Like I say, it's been a struggle through um, the, the first four weeks of the season, but there is only one game when they failed to score more than 21 points or more, and that was in the defeat to Carolina. Equally, on the other side of the ball, I think what we're seeing from Washington is that whilst their defence may not be playing to the standard that they expect, on offence, they seem to have playmakers now. Taylor Heineke uh, was meant to be the understudy to Ryan Fitzpatrick this season. Well, Fitzmagic has gone and... Uh, Put it, he's been put on IR with a, an injury. So Taylor Heineke comes in and he does have this gunslinger's mentality about him. He tries to make plays and he's exciting to watch. And when you've got people like Antonio Gibson coming out of the backfield, or as we saw in the waning seconds of the fourth quarter in Atlanta last week, J.D. McKissick um, able to make plays as well, catching the ball out of the backfield and with a pace that he's got. I, I think what we saw last week, and the Washington have picked up on this as well, is that when the New York Giants had success against the Saints defense, they did it by moving Saquon Barkley around. And there's that key play in the fourth quarter when he was sent out wide to the sideline, made the play, caught the ball, cut in field uh, and scored the touchdown. And we saw it again in, in overtime. Uh, Kenny Golladay made the play. Then Barkley's able to run it up the middle for the game-winning touchdown as well. I, I actually think we'll see a, a, a number of points racked up in this game. And for that reason, I look at that over and under, 44.5 total points in the game. And my recommendation is take the over on that. I think we'll see more than 44.5 points scored in this game. And there's one other statistic that sort of lends itself and this theory as well. When you look at the previous six meetings between the New Orleans Saints and the Washington football team, the lowest combined total points across any of those six meetings has been 53 in any one game. So once again, I say take the over at 44.5 total points. So just to reiterate, the three games 
that we're selecting from week five in the NFL's regular season schedule. The New York Giants at Dallas Cowboys. The Giants are seven-point underdogs. Take the New York Giants at plus seven going into that game. Secondly, the Cleveland Browns at the LA Chargers. The Cleveland Browns go into that game as slender one-point underdogs. I think Cleveland gets the job done on Sunday. Take the Browns at plus one. And then finally, the New Orleans Saints traveling to the Washington football team. The over-under for that game is 44.5 total points. Take the over. Over 44.5 total points for the New Orleans Saints at the Washington football team. Okay, that's it. That's a wrap for our first ever edition of Graves on Gridiron, Overcoming the Odds podcast with myself, Richard Graves. Uh, If you want to see anything we've spoken about in this podcast, in written form that'll be going up on my various uh, social media outlets over the course of the week- weekend uh, just to reiterate on twitter it's richard graves one um, my website is www.rdgmedia.uk remember first and foremost it's about having a bit of fun enjoy the weekend enjoy the games and i look forward to chatting to you all again next week Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts and keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves.